Hey Muses, it's Katie. In this episode, I talk about emotion versus logic, the devil and angel on your shoulder. And if you find that you're in a position where you think very, very logically, and you're like, why can't other people stop being so emotional? Why can't they just think more logically? Um, and if you're an emotional person and you're thinking, why don't other people just get me? I just want to have fun and I want to feel my feelings. This episode's for both of you um, because this is my take on that, my balance with that, um, my story behind that because there might be something you're forgetting in this situation and that is the gorgeous power of your intuition. So in this episode, I talk a little bit more about that, my stance on that, my journey behind that, and I leave a little couple tips and tricks for you to change your mindset to be at harmony with all the things. Welcome to the Be Your Own Muse podcast. I'm your host, Katie Skinner. It is my hope that through listening to my voice, you feel empowered to find, strengthen, and express your authentic voice. You don't need another guru, mentor, or expert telling you how to live your life. You simply need to trust yourself and shine your authentic light. Through listening to my stories, tips, tricks, and perspectives, you'll be able to find the inspiration within. Everything you need is already within inside yourself to get inspired, raise your vibration, change your life, and uplift those around you. If you're feeling powerless, overwhelmed with industry advice, and feeling like your thoughts don't have a place, it's time to turn that around. It's time to be your own muse. Hey muses, it's Katie. Um, wow, I mean, I just gotta say thank you to everybody for all your downloads so far. I mean, a part of me is just shook that people actually listen to this podcast. I mean, I'm. it's... I hear my clients say this kind of stuff a lot, um, or friends of mine, other fellow creators, you know, they say, I can't believe people actually watch that or listen to that. And then my first thought is like, well, duh, you created it and you put it out there and you have a message worth sharing. So (laughs) of course people listen to it. Um, but I'm going through that right now myself, like, oh gosh, people actually listen to this. Um, And I'm so grateful for all of your feedback, all of your comments. Um, I'm not on iTunes yet as of now. Maybe if you're listening to this now, we're in the future and it is on iTunes now. Um, But seriously, I just want to say thank you guys so much for listening. Um, This podcast, I've shared my journeys of getting it up um, and how it felt like such a struggle. Um, But... I knew that come hell or high water, this podcast was going to come up. So here it is. Um, Fortunately, it has not been hell or high water. Um, I've been very fortunate to have you guys um, share with me your thoughts and how it affected your life. And honestly, that's all that really one can do is share their personal experience and then um, allow it to be received and help someone else out there. You know, that's really all that we can do at the end of the day. Um, is, you know, we can't really fix anybody. (laughs) We can't save anybody. Um, 
we're just out there to speak our truth and hope that it helps one person. Um, and then in the hopes that it helps one person, it will, <laughs> and then it'll create a ripple effect. Um, and I mean, I've seen ways that my work has created this ripple effect that I would have never seen otherwise. Um, by that, I mean, like by me being brave and, and doing what I want to do and sharing my, my words and my passions and my services, um, you know, it might not always look like how I wanted it to look, but it's the most fulfilling thing to see it go down the chain of people in my life and um, it affect these little, little things. I'm, I'm seeing people in my life become a little bit more bold in their decision-making and the way they show up and uh, just a little more confident. Um, people who would never admit that I inspired them. <laughs> uh, there's a couple people in my life who I can't imagine myself. I can't imagine them saying to me, um, you know, admitting that I, <laughs> that I, uh, changed their minds about something. Um, but I know, I know. Um, anyway, I just want to give everybody a shout out, say thank you so much and know that any little thing that you do for your highest good, um, which I know is a loaded subject, you know, what is your highest good? Um, but that's something that I love to talk about in another podcast episode. Um, so stay tuned. Um, but when you're following your happy and your highest good, it these small, simple, insignificant things, like it's always the small things that surprise me. Um, I got a lot of messages when I shaved my head, for example. Um, a lot of people telling me that they were considering changing their appearance in some shape or form. Um, but they didn't know, you know, they were afraid of something different. They were afraid of not liking it. Um, and, um, you know, me just shaving my head, which to me seemed like the smallest thing. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to say it was easy, but it was, um, I had to, I really had no choice. Um, and that's another podcast episode that I keep meaning to record is the story behind me shaving my head. Um, I really want to open up about that. Um, kind of talk about the why and the how. Um, but every time I tried to record that podcast episode, I feel like it just doesn't flow or I get interrupted. I actually did record a pretty good episode of it. Um, and then it got deleted mysteriously. Um, it just didn't show up anymore. So I'm just going to leave it as it is. Um, anyway, today's episode is about, um, logic and emotion. Um, and this is actually a internal dialogue I have in my head constantly. Um, and I want to give some, peace of mind or some guidance to people out there who feel like they're having this battle between what's logical and what's emotional. Um, and I think I see it a lot. <laughs> I hear it a lot in my, um, clients, right? I have a lot of clients actually, um, who, who, who mentioned to me, um, about this battle, you know, in their head, um, the angel on their shoulder and the devil on your shoulder. And in this situation, the angel's always logic and the devil is always emotion. <laughs> Funny how that works out. Um, so logic and emotion, are they enemies? Can they coexist? Uh, one conversation I seem to have, remember having a lot with girlfriends over brunch is when they say something like, 
logically, it would never work out. But emotionally, I would love to do it. And then it sounds like they always go towards logic. Um, or emotionally, I feel hurt by the situation and I want to express how I feel. But logically, my feelings are not justified because on paper, everything is normal. Um, typically referring to relationships or, uh, you know, careers, like relationships with their boss um, or with their partner. Um, or feeling like you're having a very hard time navigating how you feel about something because logically in your head, you just want to leave it at the cold, hard truth. If that makes sense. Um, I feel like a lot of people don't even allow emotion, their, their emotions to be acknowledged because they're having such a hard time getting past the logic part, because I do feel our, I mean, I hate to say statements like this, but I'm I have to say it now. I feel that our society is conducive to logic, at least in America. Um, the American U.S., I should specify, uh, culture very much um, supports and only works with logic. There's not a lot of room for um, the the emotion. Um, and I'm going to get a little more specific about what that means. Um what is a logic? What is emotion? Um, so I'm just telling you guys right now, uh, <laughs> something else I hear a lot is logically, this is what I know. This is what's happened in the past, but I just have this feeling that this will work out. And I'm telling you guys, that is my life. That right there is everything to me. Um, I actually got into a discussion about this with my brother where he kind of had this belief. He's a, he's a scientist. Um, I was raised in a family of scientists. Um, we're all very, very logically thinking like, okay, so if this has happened in the past is what my brother said, then that is what you can expect in the future. You know, I, I also was a um, psychology major and when we would practice uh, psychological experiments in college or discuss them, that seemed to be the way that it worked. You know, the scientific method is you form this hypothesis and then, you know, if you get a certain result, that's the result you can expect the next time you conduct the experiment. Although I have to say that a true scientist, I feel would have that sense of wonder and would have that sense of a gut feeling like maybe this time it will be different. Um, I think only running off of your logic, I think is damaging. I think it does. It leaves a lot on the table. Um, I think it leaves no room for growth. Um, because I mean, if you think about it back in the day, all, you know, the scientific method was kind of messed up. Like we gave people lobotomies and, um, dude, I don't even know. Like we had all these kinds of diseases and we thought the earth was flat, but then because of some very, very intuitive scientists who followed their gut feelings, um, we know the, the earth isn't flat anymore. <laughs> um, and we've developed new technology to cure diseases and to help people. And I, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but this, this battle between logic and emotion, um, is not all that it appears to be. And what, what I mean by that is that's not like you're, you're forgetting the intuition part of it, but let me get into this a little bit for, let me get a little bit deeper into the history of this, this battle. 
Um, so I was raised very, very cynical. Um, I was raised very like, you know, this belief that was consistently planted into my head as a child was, you know, there's no such thing as a free anything. You know, I, when you're a child, you're full of wonder and you learn about this, um, you learn about this, this giveaway that your school is having. If you bring in a certain number of whatever, <laughs> then you get to win a free bike. Um, or you and your whole family win a pizza party, you know, those kinds of things that they have in school. Um, and I think this idea that was kind of put into my head a lot was like, nothing is free. Um, you know, logically you have to look at this and you have to look at it with cynicism. Um, and you have to assume the worst. I don't think that that's exactly what my parents meant for me to believe, but there was this error, this air of caution and this air of like, um, you know, don't do that. It's not safe. Uh, logically there's no results guaranteed. That's a huge one. Nothing is guaranteed. Therefore you shouldn't even try. Um, that was a discussion that we had a lot <laughs> over, over anything was like, oh, well, they're, they're just saying that so that you, you buy it. You know, there's no guarantee that this will work. Um, so therefore you shouldn't even try because giving your money is evil. And that sounds like logic, logically, that sounds like there's nothing guaranteed. Therefore, it's not worth your time. But if you really think about it, there's a lot of emotion in that as well. The statement that I just said, it is not guaranteed. Therefore, it is not worth your money or your time. If you really, really dissect it, there's a lot of fear in that. There's a lot of fear and a lot of lack of self-efficacy, a lot of lack of self-belief. For example, um, I remember when I was, um, I think I was an early adult, maybe my like late teens, you know, 18, 19, maybe 20. Um, I really wanted to join a gym um, because this gym had some guarantee, not, not guarantee. I'm sorry. This, this advertisement that said, you know, you will see results within three months of going to this gym and doing this program um, because of the, you know, because of the, the, the nature of the protocol of the, talking is hard today. Okay. <laughs> Great day to do a podcast, right? Um, because of the nature of this program, you will see results in three months. And I remember talking about this with my sister and I was like, I really want to do this because I want to be healthy and strong and fit. Don't we all right. Um, and she started to point out that this advertisement was point poking at your emotion. They wanted you to feel like if you bought this thing, then you would be healthy, but there is no guarantee. And then that's correct. Right. Um, and her, her, her point was don't even try, just, you know, move on because they just want your money and then they're not going to see through it that you actually get the results. And I remember thinking like, yeah, you're right. Okay. Okay. I'm just going to save my money. But what, thinking back on that, was there anything that I wanted more in that moment than to get healthy? No, there wasn't really anything that I was willing to spend that much money on. Um, but being told by someone that I, um, look up to, um, I was like, okay, this is a waste of money because there is no guarantee. But the interesting thing about life is that there's never a guarantee, right? Logically there, nothing can be guaranteed. It's not even guaranteed that the sun is going to rise tomorrow. That's just like an assumption that we've made. Um, <laughs> there's no guarantee that, 
Um, my lights are going to work tomorrow. You know, maybe there could be an issue with the construction they have going on. Um, but logically I chose not to worry about that. I don't worry if the sun's going to rise tomorrow. I don't worry if there's going to be lights in my apartment tomorrow because I just have this belief in this system larger than me. Um, so when you really start to think about that, it's not worth your money because, because there is no guarantee that's where I kind of have a problem. Um, I'm not saying go throw your money at everybody who says that you should. That's actually a money issue. That's something I want to talk about, like a money scarcity um, issue where you just spend, spend, spend in hopes that something will change. What I'm talking about here is that statement that my sister stated. Those statements are what I grew up on. I'm not, I'm not, sure about the rest of you. Um, but I grew up on statements like it's not worth trying because this person just wants your money. But what's completely being left out of the conversation here is the emotion of dedication. I'm sorry. Dedication is probably not an emotion. Um, an emotion is like feeling fed up with what you're currently doing, like feeling disgusted and feeling excited to change. That is motivation. It's a simultaneous disgust and excitement for what's ahead. Um, and this like fire under your butt of like, yes, I'm going to get this done. And that's how I felt at the time. But then that was kind of squashed and overridden by fear, fear of systems larger than you. Um, you know, they just want your money quote unquote. And then you automatically have this image in your head of this like scary guy who's counting his money and laughing at everybody at the gym as if this person at the gym is not still at the gym working on their gains. Like, you know, maybe someone's laughing all the way to the bank. Maybe someone's buying their third yacht or whatever. But if you have that, if you don't let that get you down and you still show up and go to the gym, I'm just saying like emotions are a really, really, really good thing because they help you motivate and say, well, I'm not going to let that stop me. That, that, that fire in your heart when you're, when someone says that you can't do something, logically you cannot do that thing. Um, and this is something that I've been told a lot, especially in the past two years. I feel like it's come up about once a week where I bump up against this belief, either if it's being directly told to me by somebody else or implied, or, you know, I, I just feel it <laughs> somewhere. Um, is this belief that that doesn't make logical sense. Um, you can't pull that out of a textbook and see it right there. Um, therefore you shouldn't even try, but the emotions in me say I have to, because those emotions are not, um, brute short, you know, short lived emotions. They are deeper than that. Um, they, you know, it's the difference between the emotion that makes me want to slap someone in the face for saying something, um, offensive to me. That's an emotion. I want to slap someone in the face. But the distinction between emotion, a short term, like slap someone in the face or cry or, you know, make a scene like, or send an angry text, you know, those kinds of things. Those are emotions. Those are runoff of emotions. But if your emotion connects to a longer chain of events, for example, I feel motivated. I feel excited to go to the gym because it connects to this longer chain goal of mine, which is to be healthier. But an example of an imbalance of that emotion is I want to stay home on the couch and eat potato chips because I don't feel like going to the gym. 
do you, do you, do you feel my distinction here? That That is not connected to your long-term goal. Maybe it is though. Like maybe your long-term goal is rest and relaxation and connecting with your partner and just being at home a little bit more. Maybe that is connected. Um, in which case, that's the feeling that you should pursue. So a little bit more about my background um, on this issue um, was... Not only was I raised very cynical, um, but I used to be the most cynical person. Um, I was a psychology major, um, and I really, really felt this pressure um, to to make the most of it. Um, so in the psychology major, um, I went to VCU in Richmond, Richmond Virginia. Um, that's Virginia Commonwealth Vir uh, University, for those of you who are familiar. Um, so in the psychology world, there was a variety of characters across the spectrum when it comes to emotion and logic. Um, so there were these people that were very, very, very touchy feely psychology majors. Um, you know, they were, um, they wanted to go into a helping profession, a uh, therapist, social worker, teacher. Um, you know, they wanted to have this like one-on-one, -on -one, maybe hands-on approach to helping people. And they were typically very in touch with their emotions. Um, and when it came to politics and policy, the issues that they were the most passionate about were social justice issues. Doing right by your neighbor, um, you know, our emotions serve as a guide to empathize with others, to help our fellow man, um, you know, consider the feelings of others, consider the safety and comfort of others. Um, and these people typically would, um, I, I, you know, remember this pretty clearly, would raise their hands in college and ask a question, tying it back to people's feelings. So if we were talking about um, a psychological experiment, they were very interested in asking the types of questions like, you know, was this person debriefed afterwards? Or what is that the, the system in place for people, uh, for, for victims of trauma, you know, or for people who felt traumatized by a psychological experiment? Um, you know, that just seemed to be their biggest, biggest concern. Um, and then there were the type of people who were in the psychology degree because they wanted to go on to be doctors, um, or researchers. And for the most part of my psychology degree, not a lot of people know this about me, but I was that person. I wanted to go to be, um, I wanted to go to be a psychologist, get a psychology degree to, um, then go on to med school. Um, I wanted to have a, um, minor in pre-med, um, and if that didn't work out, I would have wanted to go on and be a researcher. Um, you know, these people are very very interested in looking at people through qualitative data. Um, you know, they don't necessarily want to be in the classrooms, in the prisons, in the um, in the the nursing homes. These people are very interested in looking at people on paper, and um, you know, writing papers. Um, you know, coming up with policies based off of the research that they've done. Um, you know, we did this experiment. We learned this much about people. And I want to, you know, propose that this lobby change because the research says this or um, propose that this, this is what I also used to want to do. Um, do research on people and their behaviors online and then conduct a research and then sell that research to advertising agencies. Um, that's still being done right now. I think it's called um, user experience, not necessarily user experiment experience. Um, but that's something that a lot of advertising agencies do now is they hire psychologists to conduct tests, surveys, um, 
experiments, what have you, to learn about people and what are they doing, you know, and then they will pay for that qualitative data um, so that they have it so that they know how to improve their advertisements. Um, that's something that I wanted to do as well in college. Um, I was just very, very interested in research to help the greater good. Um, so these people are, are not so interested in the touchy feely stuff. Um, they are more interested in the numbers. Um, I actually did very, very well in my statistics classes in college because I, it tied to this bigger picture of what I thought that I wanted to do was look at the qualitative data of, um, people see what they were doing and then use that information for the greater good. Um, I guess that's also, um, sociology. I mean, you can also classify that as sociology, um, the study of societies and people. Um, but psychology is usually the study of the individual and the mind. Um, but anyway, not to get too, too, too technical. Um, but these people were more interested in the numbers and they were more interested in the logic and like what logically has worked and how logically can we set this up? Um, I didn't really ever see myself being somebody who, uh, worked in, worked with children <laughs> or, um, worked as a social worker. Um, that's not something that I ever really saw myself doing. Um, so I was way more on the logical side. Um, and I would hear people say in some of my like pre-med classes, um, or, you know, some of my psychology classes, people would say things like, I remember this one time, this one girl brought up, um, how broken heart syndrome, where your heart, I don't remember the specifics, um, but your heart can be actually literally damaged by severe emotional pain. And I remember at the time, this was, this feels like so long ago. I remember being like, I didn't say this, but I was like, oh my God, like the, like the whole world's not run on your feelings. Like, you know, the body is the body. And the mind is the mind and emotions live in the mind and the body just does its thing. Like the body only cares about getting you through the day, you know, eat the food, digest the food. The body is very cut and dry. The body is yes or no. The body is, can we cut into this? Look at it. Yes or no. The emotions are chemicals in the brain. Um, and that's it. <laughs> um, what I personally know now from what I have experienced, from what I have studied, from what I have seen and heard and felt in myself and dozens of clients at this point, is that what I just said about the body and the mind being totally separate is incredibly false. Uh, of course, of course, there are people out there who don't believe that that's true and that's fine. Um, you know, I am at a point right now where I will not stifle anyone's journey for believing what they want to believe. Um, I will not take anything away from anybody if they want to believe that. Um, and if you're at a point where you believe that, um, you know, and you don't believe that next year because you have a wide vary <laughs> of evidence, just as I did. Um, it actually took a rude awakening in Greece. That's a story for another day. Um, for me to start to be really open to this spirituality stuff. Um, excuse me. Um, it took a summer in Greece actually for me to really open my mind to the metaphysical. And when I say metaphysical, I mean the things that are just beyond what we can touch, you know, these concepts, these spiritual concepts that, um, I've been talking a lot about in this podcast and I will continue to address in future episodes, 
Um, that <sighs> it's it's you know they're they're very real. They are just beyond what we can taste and touch. And I feel that if you say, well, logically, you know, I can't taste, touch, feel, smell, cut into it. Therefore, it does not exist. I say that that belief is rooted in fear and, you know, lack of curiosity. <laughs> um, so if anybody ever tells you that you're not logical and overly emotional because of what you believe, something that I've received a lot, <laughs> a lot of those comments, um, you know, there are, they are also coming from an emotion. The comfort of knowing what is in a textbook, the fear that they could be wrong, and the lack of curiosity that there could be something else out there. Um, and that's, I'm just going to leave it at that. <laughs> so even today, I see people look at my decisions and ask me, where's the logic in that? Logically, why did you do that? That doesn't make sense. You know, it didn't work out for you before. Why will it work out for you now? Statistically, that was a dumb decision. And then they see my results, you know, the things that I get. And then they ask me, how did you get that? I followed my heart, bro. I don't know what to tell you. That's all I got. What do you want me to say? Because what a lot of people are forgetting is the third prong to this little dance, this little angel on your shoulder or devil on your shoulder. Um, and that's intuition. I've touched upon it in this podcast. Um, and I'm a big fan of it. Intuition is life. <laughs> um, it is hidden behind this fight between emotions and logic. Um, so think about a fight with your your significant other. It doesn't have to be your significant other. It can be a friend. Um, for me, I mean, for me, I feel like my relationship with my significant other, that's my husband, Evan, is just so solid. But it's all the other relationships in my life that tend to be funny. <laughs> so that could be, um, with a family member, a friend, um, a, a work relationship. Um, so let's say that you're having this fight. Logically, your brain probably goes to, oh, it's nothing. You know, I'll just wait till it gets worse. I'll get, I'll get, I'll wait until it gets so bad that there's a logical decision for me to take. A lot of people do this with their health as well. Uh, I will wait until my health is so bad that a doctor can diagnose me with a disease that has a proven cure before I do anything about this sick feeling that I have. But let's go back to the example of the relationships. So your, your partner, your friend, your whatever boss does something that feels like it crossed a line. Um, you know, you have this icky feeling, something just feels off. And so you kind of take yourself through this thought process of like, okay, logically I should just brush this off. Nothing was done. Nothing was suable in court. So I should just brush this off. And then an emotion and then an emotion, like an emotion just comes up. 
and it's usually like this this like i want to smack that person over the head <laughs> i want to write an angry email i want to send a moody passive aggressive text i'm going to give them the silent treatment i'm going to quit i'm going to dump them i'm going to leave those are emotional right intuition again like i said it's that longer chain um response the intuition is what the intuition is always trying to guide you to what you want in the long run even before you know it you remember back when i said that the body is the body and the mind is mine and those two things are very separate i have found that to be not true the body knows before the mind the the frontal lobe you know the frontal lobe is the executive function of the brain the front of the mind right the body the gut the organs those deep gut organs the digestive tract the heart the heartbeat the fascia the joints they know when something is up before your executive functioning your frontal lobe the decision the higher thinking part of your brain knows so your intuition knows what you want in the long run before you do and when i say you i mean again the frontal lobe the you know the higher thinking what separates us from the animals um and that can be a great strength of ours and i also think it can be a great downfall your intuition says i want this relationship to last a long time it is good for me i feel happy my needs are met uh, i see a future so let's talk to the emotional part of the brain and say no don't smack that person over the face <laughs> I don't think this is going to work out very well for you if you do that. That's what I mean by, you know, logic and emotion. Logic says brush this off or, you know, take them to court, <laughs> dump them, move out, whatever fits your example. Emotion says do something immediately that will soothe that itch right now. And your intuition says maybe there's something there's something better for me out there. Maybe there's a better one. Maybe there's a better decision is what I, I guess that's what I mean. There's something better for me out there is what I meant. <laughs> um, but if your intuition says, you know, when I think about the future of this relationship, it feels cold. It feels empty. It doesn't light me up doesn't give me butterflies in my tummy doesn't make me feel light it makes me feel heavy that's when it's time to act on your emotion because your intuition is guiding you to an emotion which is a gift um and logic is very important of course but your logic will give you the go ahead in terms of 
how this emotion will change your life, if that makes sense. Um, <laughs> like logically, you know that your actions have a consequence. That's that's logic. Um, and that's just true. That's irrefutable. And so you can check in with the logic department of your brain and see if you're okay with those consequences. That's when you can leverage your logic. So my whole point of this this podcast episode was to address this this dizzy, dizzy, dizzy voice in my head all the time, uh, address a lot of comments I get, <laughs> um, and that it's not just about following your heart. It's about following the longer chain reaction of your heart. Um, I remember when I was in college, I faced a lot, a lot, a lot of depression, um, really, really heavy depression. And I would see all these memes and all these people on social media say things like, um, just be happy, you know, <laughs> put down the, the celery sticks and go eat a cookie. You know, like that was the message that started to become very popular when I was in college. And it's better than, you know, the message that I thought was going around when I was in earlier college, which I don't know, this just seemed like to be the by and large, very big culture of Instagram. Um, was, you know, uh, like starving yourself and orthorexia. I, I just felt like that was very, very common. And then it kind of switched over into this like self-love and love yourself and stuff like that, um, which is great. But I remember my brain being so confused about what happiness was. Was happiness just like following your brute small impulses? Because I felt like that would lead you broken fat, right? <laughs> But intuition does request and require discipline um, because you're not going to get very far without a little bit of discipline. Um, but your intuition takes into account your emotions and the logic behind them and takes you somewhere farther. Um, so that's just my point. I, I think um, my whole point really is to say that we have this kind of twisted um, when we think it's just emotions or logic, it's not. Um, there's another thing that we're we're forgetting. And if you channel all this emotion, um, this anger, um, I've actually had people get angry at me pretty frequently because what I believe and what I preach and what I show up for um, doesn't match their reality and they think it's illogical they think it's over I'm, I'm overly emotional and logic will win this fight because emotions are childish and they're immature and they're short lasting and logic will win right um but there's a lot of fear in that as well that that response um and there's also fear in being overly emotional and not looking at discipline. There's fear in that too, right? Everything is run by fear, you guys, all of it. So um, I just wanted to make a case for intuition <laughs> um, and know that there's more to it all the time. So a lot of people see me make this um, emotional decision, or maybe they've seen you make an emotional decision and been like, what are you doing? That's crazy. But they don't realize your longer game. And all I have to say is keep going, friend. Just keep going. I believe in you. Um, and if you are living a very overly logical lifestyle, I just want to ask if you are happy. I want to ask if you feel like your needs are met. Um, and you're, 
if you feel fulfilled, if you, if your, your higher purpose needs are fulfilled, do you feel safe? Do you feel heard? Do you feel loved? Do you feel a connection to something greater than you? Do you feel like your voice matters? Um, and if you are an overly emotional person, short, you know, bursts of emotion kind of person, I'm going to ask you, do you feel like you're moving forward in your life? Do you feel, um, satis- do you feel satisfied? Do you feel like at the end of every day you've, you've given your, your all? Um, do you feel like you've contributed? Um, do you feel like you have a community? Um, and do you feel like you're a part of something else? So that's all I got. That was a pretty heavy one, guys. Um, but thank you so much for your time. Um, I am getting better and better at these podcasts by the episode. So I really want to thank you for being here. Um, and if you like this podcast, if you leave me a review or you submit me a review through um, Instagram, if you message me at Katie Skinner H, um, then I will send you a free Be Your Own Muse meditation. That is awesome. And I made it for free just for you from the bottom of my heart. This meditation um, will get you into a place of more peace and relaxation. And it will help your mind open up to the idea that you are your own inspiration. Um, You are your own goddess. You are your own muse. You are full of inspiration to yourself. And when you see that you are in of yourself inspiring then you have the space to inspire others. And that is pretty. Thank you so much for pushing play and listening today. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you learned something new. I hope you had an aha moment. Um, If so, leave me a review. I love hearing from you guys so I can keep the good stuff coming. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at katieskinnerh to let me know what you thought and comment, like, share, take a screenshot of this, post it on your story. Let me know because I love hearing from you guys. Have a kick-ass day.